Hey guys, I want to quickly thank our sponsor, which is DB Journey. Planning a trip can be easy, but bringing the right type of bag with you isn't. That's why you should consider gear made by DB Journey. For the past decade, DB has been making custom backpacks and bags to help people on the move and get ready for anything. From the streets to even the peaks, DB's gears are refined as the best bags in the market, especially with their patented hookup system, which can help attach small products to your backpack and even tote bags. Click the link down below to get 10% off your next purchase by using the code POD10DB. It's time to move on and time to get going. Hello, geeks everywhere, and welcome to another Geeks Crossing podcast. I'm Eric. I'm Keith. I'm Matt. And I am Nick. Here to give you all the best geek related content you could ask for. And welcome to. Part two, three, what part is this, guys? Well, technically speaking, it's the third, because we had the one episode we predicted that it would happen, then the second we were like, oh crap, it happened, and now we actually are going to be talking about the new features that they all just revealed. At the time of this recording, it was just a few days ago. Yeah, I guess third sounds the most likely. Mm. So, what do you guys want to start with? Want to start with uh, Diamond and Pearl, we'll save the best uh, for last yeah, I think that's good. We'll, we'll talk about them in the same order that they were revealed in the uh, little Pokemon Presents. Yeah, who cares about Pokemon Unite and Pokemon Big Shop or whatever you <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Wow, nobody cares about Poke Cafe. Come on, anyone? Wait, there was here? more. Yeah, there was some other like the third party games like Pokemon Unite <laughs> and Pokemon like Cafe or something. So they revealed, oh, and Pokemon Masters EX, that game that was really, really big for like a month. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the new and exciting games, not the games that are already out. So after, I want to say, maybe four or five months of hiatus, yeah. we finally got more news on Brilliant Diamond and Shiny Pearl. Wait, has it actually been four or five months? Yeah, we haven't heard a peep about these games since February. Wow. Since February? I could have swore we heard about them in like May or, or June. I no. Like, oh, so could I. I thought it was, like, legit, honestly, last month that we heard about stuff. No. Really? No. Yeah, they they were revealed for the Pokemon's 25th anniversary. And really, E3, they didn't talk about Pokemon. Nintendo kind of stayed away. They talked about Splatoon a little bit. They talked about, uh... Actually, no, they didn't even talk about Splatoon. They talked. They did, like, Zelda stuff, pretty much, and, and WarioWare and things like that. They, Pokemon was sidelined. Yeah, that was one of my biggest gripes, but I'm over it. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, in regards to the latest news, the only thing that really stood out to me was the fact that walking Pokemon are back. Yep. Yeah, it's funny. I said that I was hanging out with Keith the other day, and I was like, and Keith was like, "Oh, I actually, you know, I haven't seen the Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl stuff yet. So, like, what's up? What, what's going on with it?" And I said, "Oh, Keith, they added following Pokemon. Like, they follow you." And he, and his eyes lit up. He's like, "What?" Because I know Keith, you're a big fan of that. Absolutely. I mean, that, it's such a small thing, but it's one of the reasons why Soul Silver and Heart Gold have become my favorite games. Mm-hmm. Because it's a small thing, but it hits hard. You know, you feel like it's actually your buddy, whoever you put yeah. in front of your party. It's funny. Uh, I, I love that a lot. I actually ended up taking, I don't want to say notes while I was watching the presents. I literally wrote down like two or three things. But my top note that I'm looking at in all caps is not an actual one to one remake. Hooray! Yes. <laughs> you got follow Pokemon. You have player customization, which obviously did not exist in the Diamond and Pearl remake uh, original games, and which was very surprising because 
basically little history lesson. They were introduced in X and Y player customization. And then when they did Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, Game Freak was like, no, nah, we're not going to do player customization because they weren't in the original games. But this What's time around, they're like, yep. screw you. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to do it anyway. Well, I was going to say, they haven't, with player customization, For I should say, from what I remember, they were always on the bigger models for characters, right? They were never on the little 2D tiny ones. No, no they weren't. No. So how is that going to work now? Well, the way I see it, and as with most of this game, the big kind of cool models and player customization, you're going to see mostly in the battles. On the oh, overworld, yeah. your guy will still have the, you know, whatever clothes you change him or her into. But it's not going to look as cool because, again, you're, you're like a little chibi baby. I won't lie. That's actually been one of my arguments since, like, since literally Gen 4, since, like, the original Diamond and Pearl. I was like, oh, you should be able to switch, like, your characters. And it was funny because replaying uh, Heart Gold with you, Matt, that was still one of the things that I was thinking of is, like, running around as said character. I was like, I wish I could choose more than just boy or girl. Yeah. So that's going to be extremely cool. Yeah, I'm happy for character customization making a return. I'm not that excited for Super Contest, to be honest. <gasps> really? Nick and I were talking about that the other day. So excited for, like, the beauty contest and the, like, this and that contest among, like, the Pokemon. Because I remember doing that when at Endgame stuff because you were just so bored. <laughs> and uh, it was so much fun. I really yeah. enjoyed that. I, I mean, love those. I mean, they're cool, but I'm not super excited for them. Okay, I respect that. I definitely loved them, and I think they look better than ever. Like, the, the graphic update. Just even the contests themselves are kind of, they look different. I really like that. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Granted, um, the way they made it come back in ORS, that was pretty cool, especially with Mega Evolution being part of the, what is it, the Peel Round? Mm. The Sinnoh Underground is back as well. Yes, yeah, that that's got a revival. I'm so excited for. I'm, yeah, I'm on. I, I loved that, and I was worried that they wouldn't be able to do it right. But I like that now there's the little uh, Pokemon hideaways. Like, they really totally revamped the Underground. In addition to, of course, its classic formula of, you know, using it to mine fossils and evolution stones. It looks awesome, and I'm really excited. So this pretty much confirms that, yeah, in the open world, you're limited to just the Sinnoh decks from Diamond and Pearl, which is upsetting. At least with these hotspots, you have access to Pokemon that were added to the Platinum decks. Mm-hmm. Which begs the question, why couldn't they just add those Pokemon to begin with instead of just being limited to these exclusive areas? That is a good question. But you know what that means? We're going to see Volkner use Ampipom and Octillery during his gym battle. Hooray! No Yay! Oh, <laughs> Three wait. cheers for the electric gym leader using a water type. It's Yay! It gets even better. Flint, the fire type Elite Four member, he's only going to have Rapidash and Infernape. The rest of his team is going to be Lopini, Steelix, and Dripflim. The perfect fire type team. And this is where my problems with the game stay. I was really, really hoping, you know, they have Gen 5 Pokemon. They have Gen 6 Pokemon. They have Gen 7, Gen 8 Pokemon. They really couldn't be bothered to just throw a few of those suckers into the wild and be like, oh, guess what? You can now encounter Darumaka. You can now encounter Imolga. I don't know. Like, would it really have been that hard? And that's where I'm a little bit annoyed with these remakes. But at the end of the day, what are you going to do? I... I will say that them releasing this information of how, like, originally it looked like it was a one one for one. Yeah. And now, five months later, it's, honestly, they switched so much. I mean, even the graphics looked a ton different. I was just looking at that, actually. So, because there's still, what, another five months before they come out, roughly? Or, mm -hmm. actually, at this point, I guess three months? 
But because of that, I still have hope that maybe they'll change more or add more. Maybe in the post game, they'll use some of the Pokemon that were added in Platinum. Like, you know, when you rebound the gym leaders or the four members. Yeah. yeah. But originally, I said I wasn't going to get this at all. Yeah. That it was a one-for-one yeah. remake. I already have Diamond. I already have Pearl. There's no reason I should get this. Now, with everything that they've re-added and with the design, I'm thinking I'm probably going to be getting one. However, if they add more, you know, it will definitely push it over. You should get Pearl, Keith, because all three of us are getting Diamond. I believe I am going to get Pearl. That was my first one. Of the nice. Year. But the big question yeah. is, who's going to be your starter? Because coincidentally, I'm going with Chimchar, and allegedly, Nick's going with Piplup, and Matt's going with Turtwig. It's mm -hmm. funny, because this is one of the games where I love all of them. My first one was Piplup. My second one was Turtwig, and I absolutely love Turtwig. Like, the final one I played through was Chimchar, and it's amazing because it's so difficult to get any fire Pokemon. <laughs> yep. It was actually amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, I might just flip a coin and go with whatever. I mean, either way. Ponyta's the only fire type that's native to the Sinnoh decks. Unless you're fortunate enough to find Houndoom in one of those hotspots or whatever they call them. Oh, yeah. I was going to say where Magmortar gets added later. But, wait. I will say, I do remember on one of my run-throughs, I think it was when I chose Piplup my first time, I spent hours looking for a shiny Ponyta. Yeah, that's a great shiny. And it's also very practical to have in Sinnoh. Yep. <laughs> I'm curious, have you guys, you know, this is now about five or six months since we first heard about the games. Do you guys feel the same way about the art style that you did at the beginning? Not necessarily. I am coming around. Yeah, I still really don't like it, but I'll admit when I saw it in action, I was like, I guess I hate this a little less. I don't know why they didn't just make it look like Let's Go if they're going to have the Let's Go follow mechanics and everything. Like, Let's yeah. Go, they're not great games, but at least the characters look, you know, a little bit more developed than the little one centimeter tall Dawn. Yep. This was just more of a mix, you know? It was like, oh, you know, it will be like how the old ones were, but a mix between this and a Let Go. Yeah. But now, I hope that it's not going to be like Let's Go, because to me, Let's Go is one of the worst Pokemon games ever made. It had a ton of potential, but it turned out to just be a straight uh, remake that they did nothing with. Yeah. I really thought it was going to be like, oh, you know, let's go. And at one point, because the Switch has so much more capability, I yeah. was really thinking that they were going to actually like release a DLC for let's go to go to a different region or another one. And I was like, let's go might actually be one of those like big Pokemon games where you can actually go everywhere without needing to buy a new game and try to transfer Pokemon or this or that. Mm. It's a corporation. They have to just pump out games. Well, no, I mean, they could still pump out games like uh, Arceus and things like that. However, I truly thought that Let's Go would have a DLC. You know, you spend $30 into, you know, the next mm. region. In a year or two years, you can spend another $30 and you can go to the next region. Mm. And to me, that was just a brilliant idea. And I was excited because I thought it was going to be something that we saw almost like a Soul Silver Heart Gold. But that did not happen. So, yeah. I don't know. The only reason that I bring up Pokemon uh, Let's Go is because at least in that game, when you were walking around with your Pokemon, they were an equal size to you. But I feel like it's going to be a little weird if you're a little dumb chibi and your Pokemon looks normal. It's like, really? But I don't know. I haven't seen really enough footage to, to go either way on that. I'm sure I can save that for uh, my review of the game. You mean our review of the game? Yes. Yeah, of course. I'm excited for that. You're not going solo on this, Mac. Oh, def I was not. I would not plan on it. Together, ape strong. <laughs> yeah, I'm slowly opening up to the aesthetics. 
I mean, granted, it's not exciting. It's like I said, they're freaking chibis. Mm-hmm. But I appreciate the efforts nonetheless. I'm going to say, too, I throughout the presentation, they were playing some of the music. And I got to say, I was not blown away. Like some of the songs were actually they actually sounded like really nice in the new uh, redone version. But I don't know. There were a few where it was just like, eh, like you could have done a little bit better. But again, I only heard it like very vaguely. The ones I can name on the top of my head, Jubilee City, The Lake Theme, Velocity Town. Yeah, the, the one where it's uh the R- Rourke lives, that that theme played. Oh, Orberg City. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that, this does not sound as good as it did in the old games. I don't really like this new style. But then when they were closing the presentation, they played an old song that I don't even remember. And it was just like, oh, yeah, this is good. So I don't know. I hope the music's not a hit or miss for me. Regardless of the gameplay, you can't deny Pokemon games have a killer soundtrack. Yeah, that is true. And speaking of killing, my god, Legends Arceus just completely <laughs> overshadows these games. I know I keep saying this, but come Yo, on. I feel so bad in a way for Shining and Brilliant Diamond and Pearl because for the last, this is twice now it's happened where they're like, okay, these are the Sinnoh remakes, kind of cool. And then it's just like, yeah, nobody cares. Let's hear about the Legends Arceus now. Oh my gosh, I don't even know where to begin with those. It's funny how excited people were for Sinnoh Remake, and then they just pump out an amazing game along yeah. with it. Well, now, my whole question, though, is did we actually learn... I mean, I loved the trailer. Like, it was an amazing trailer, but did it really add anything crazy, you know? It added new Pokemon. Yeah, we, we have uh, forms. We have regional variants, regional evolutions. We know that, that for the third game now, those are going to be back, and I'm really, really excited because mm-hmm. I love those. Windier. Um, Basque Legion, Hisuian Braviary, Hisuian Growlithe. Mm-hmm. And probably more to come, I would imagine. And just, oh my gosh, I just love getting to see the actual setup, how it's all these people coming from across the world, like the one British guy who's clearly Galarian. And yeah. he's like, oh, you know, take one of these starter Pokemons I found in my travel. And you go out and you make little base camps, and he's like, oh, let's take a survey of what Pokemon are here. Like the really old Pokeballs that explode with little gearworks and fireworks. Yeah. I think it is so awesome. It's a really cool aesthetic. The environment looks so crisp. The gameplay and the concept are so original. I can't even gush enough about how much I love this game idea. It is funny because I do remember watching, uh, actually, I watched it a couple days ago with you, Matt, in the car, the trailer, and I was going berserk about, uh, actually, the, the Pokeball thing was my favorite. The little <laughs> fireworks that shoot up, I was like, yes. Oh. Yeah, like that's just so cool. Like the world's like one of the world's earliest Pokeballs. I wonder if they're going to add any extra lore, like meeting a, I guess in some aspects, you know, it's too far in the past, but I wonder if you will meet any, you know, like maybe descendants of said characters or like a younger, you know, Professor Oak type deal. Yeah. Well, apparently the professor of this game is the ancestor of the professor from Sinnoh, aka Professor Rowan. Yeah, I was, I was seeing theories saying that, and also that the, the mayor type lady is a descendant of the boss of Team Galactic, which is really cool. But again, I don't know if these are all just theories right now. Obviously, nobody knows everything about the game. All I know is that it's going to completely deviate from the usual format, because unlike most Pokemon games where, you know, you pick a starter, take on the gym challenge, and eventually become champion, this time you have tasks to complete, and you're working your way to build a society where Pokemon and humans coexist in harmony. Yep. Well, it really looks like a uh, Breath of the Wild. Exactly. I've seen memes about that all the time. Yup. Pokemon Link's Awakening and Pokemon Breath of the Wild. Yup. <laughs> and can we establish the fact that you take damage from Pokemon? Yes, not the Pokemon. You, the player. Yup. 
you're no longer a tangible in these games. This was such an amazing thing. I mean, we've had from the previous podcast from before they announced this and from way back when us talking about how, especially like myself, about how the biggest issue with Pokemon is every game's exactly the same. And even when they add something new, it's more of a gimmick. But yeah. here we have something that's completely new, never been done before. So it's funny because it's a little scary because they can like, if this flops, I almost don't think that they'll try to do something new. It's hard to imagine it flopping just because yeah. of how amazing um, it already seems. Mm-hmm. I hope that it, it is not too repetitive, and I hope that there's a lot more to do. I hope that the story is very well to you running around trying to make peace, and um, you see, in even in the trailer, the red-eyed Pokemon you know, attacking you, as you were saying. So I really, I'm very curious of how this will work. The one thing I'm perplexed by is all the new Pokemon that's added. Because keep in mind, story-wise, this game takes place years and years before Sinnoh, like Windier. That's funny that you bring that up, because I was talking to Keith and yep. Matt about it the other day. Does that mean like they went extinct kind of deal? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, these might be the first group of non-fossil extinct Pokemon. Yeah, that's well, what I was going to say, too. Like, if they were all extinct, wouldn't you be able to mine them in the... Uh... In the and underground? That's what I was going to say. They are also releasing the new remakes at the same time. Maybe they will add that. Yeah, I mean, it's very possible. I can also say in Pokemon uh, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, the whole post game talked about how it was a different universe than uh, than regular Ruby and Sapphire. So maybe this oh, is just. Really? A, yeah, maybe. So maybe this is just a different universe. And in the main series, these Pokemon never existed. I really don't know. Wait a minute. Pokemon made a multiverse? <laughs> Yeah, the post-game in Oras, there's like a meteor coming to the planet, and the scientists are like, oh, yo, let's just open a portal and send it to another planet. And then they realize, oh, wait, this other portal, they don't have mega evolution. They don't have, like, all the stuff we have. Uh, and it was like a whole thing. And it's like, oh, yo, that's a kind of a cool concept. It didn't make a multiverse, which is funny, because I'm trying to think, wasn't that, technically speaking, that meteor, was that the meteor then in the original Ruby and stuff that brought Deoxys down? I think I, so. Yeah, I think so, because then at the end, you go up with Rayquaza, and, and like, you fight Deoxys. Yup. Honestly, that just gave me, like, the chills. I love multiverse, and as we've talked in multiple different podcasts, you know, from TV shows to video games to this, anything with a linear story that makes sense is what I eat up. That is the coolest thing I've heard. I mean, they technically confirmed the multiverse in Ultra Sun and Moon during the Rainbow Rocket post-game. Oh, that's true, too. I didn't even because think of that. Because all those villainous team leaders come from universes where they win. They got control of whatever legendary they're trying to obtain and took over the world in each of their universes. Yeah. I might have to replay these games and actually pay attention to the yeah, story from now on. That was the only good thing from Ultra Sun and Moon, let's be real. I still have to beat uh, Rainbow Rocket. I don't think I ever get it. It was so funny because that type of stuff to me, I, I've always said, you know, oh, it feels so gimmicky, like I don't care, blah, blah, blah. And now here it is like, wow, hearing the actual story in the lore makes it so much better. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe they'll incorporate this in Legends Arceus. Yeah, you never know. You could find like some tie to the future Sinnoh or something like that. I don't know. That is one thing I was going to mention was even in the beginning of Pokemon with the uh, Celebi uh, movie. What is it? Pokemon Forever? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they had, you know, the whole time travel where they yeah. knew Professor Oak when he's young and this and that. And I was going to actually say, what if they did that with Dialga, you know, time? Oh, <laughs> you know what I just thought of? What if that's the story for the post game of the Sinnoh remakes? Make it tie into Legends Arceus. I mm-hmm. do. Possibly. 
That would be kind of cool. Sense. That would be very cool if they did that. I'd give them massive props. Well, it's funny too because I was going through my head about like, oh, you know, if they put in these regional exclusive Pokemon into the new remakes for Diamond and Pearl, I was like, how would they explain it about the original Diamond and Pearl not having them? But if they've made a multiverse, they could do that. And then they could be like, oh, that's a different Diamond and Pearl universe. This is a completely new one. So technically speaking, they really could just throw in any of the the newer ones that they've come up with. Hmm. All I know is that my team building is going to be very very complex this time because there's so many Pokemon for me to choose from, especially when they added the new regional variants. Dude, yeah, I, I have no idea what my team in this game is going to look like, and I love it. Like, I have ideas for Brilliant Diamond. Like, I kind of have a general idea. I don't I don't have any idea, and that's what I kind of love. Do you guys name your Pokemon when you throw them on teams? I do. Sometimes. Sometimes. I never did it before. I hated the idea of giving Pokemon nicknames because it was always annoying. I enjoyed having, you know, my Mudkip evolve and then seeing the chain, uh, the name go to Swampert eventually. Like, I enjoyed that, you know, Magikarp to Gyarados. Like, I just, I hated having nicknames. However, because of these Nuzlocke runs I've been doing, I started playing, again, Heart Gold through, and I've been doing it not as a Nuzlocke, but where I give everybody nicknames and I'm trying to capture, you know, one from each route to use. And I don't know. I actually love the idea of nicknames. So I'm also uh, very excited for yeah. the new. I mean, granted, I was definitely going to go with Cyndaquil and maybe Lucario because if I'm going to go with Chimchar, who eventually yeah. becomes a fighting oh, yeah. type, then I don't want to have type repeats. That's always been my mentality. Yeah, but I feel that. I'm definitely going to go with, was it Hisuian? I think I'm saying that. Yeah, right. Hisuian. Hisuian Braviary, because after seeing it fly around the region, my god, I want to do that for myself. <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, you guys I, want to I, nickname your, uh, your starters? Alright, well, I, uh, I ever since my very first Pokemon game, I've always nicknamed, so I'm definitely going to nickname my starter. I'm probably not, but you never know. That could change later down the line. The very first Pokemon I ever had was a Turtwig named Powerful. <laughs> so I'll have to name this one like Powerful Junior. You should do like if it was powerful, you should do like Mighty or like. Well, actually, it's funny. For a really long time, that's what I did when I when I was little. I did Powerful, and then when I played Black and White, I I don't remember what I named my Snivy, but some other synonym for Powerful, and I tried to keep that going for a little. Maybe I I don't know if I ever did Mighty. I I, I could do that. <laughs> but it yeah, was... I mean, does anybody else have any other thoughts about the new game? I just think uh, it looks awesome. So overall. The Diamond Pearl remakes, I'm slowly opening up to them. But Legends Arceus, oh my god, I need this game now. Mm-hmm. I'm just so afraid that it's going to be a disappointment. When you go into something with high expectations being like, oh, it's going to be amazing. Like, I'm actually thinking about it almost as a Skyrim-esque game. And yeah. 10 years later, getting a reboot? What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not a reboot, a re-release. <laughs> yes, sorry. But because I'm thinking of it as a game as amazing and godlike as Skyrim, if it doesn't fit into that expectation, I'm going to be disappointed. So I'm very mm-hmm. excited to do another podcast in the future when the games come out with our uh, opinions of them. Yeah, I'm excited for the big review. Matt, yeah. when we're done recording, go to the Geeks Crossing Google Docs page and change our Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl discussion from a trio to a group episode. Oh, I'm doing it as we speak. (laughs) 
because I'm happy to see that Keith is warming up to these games. Nick, Mac, any closing thoughts? I'll say I, I'm a little bit more pleasantly surprised than I thought I'd be with uh, Diamond and Pearl remakes. I'm kind of excited to pick those up. And Legends Arceus, yeah, like what is there to even be said? It looks really beautiful. It's a very natural environment. I love the story concept. I love the Pokemon, and I love the new forms. I just love everything about it. I'm really excited, basically, like Keith said. I'm still extremely excited for Diamond and Pearl. It was one of my favorite games, so like replaying it on a Switch is going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. But Arceus really did surprise me with its trailer. I really enjoyed it, too. But I'm super excited to play both games and cannot wait for the mm-hmm. next podcast where we react to our reviews. Mm-hmm. Now, when do these uh, games come out? They're November? coming out November 19th, I think. November 19th? Both of them? or No, no the Arceus. Diamond and Pearl do. No, and then Arceus is in very late January. Mm. You know, they don't want... They want us to get as much money as possible. <laughs> That's why Pokemon Feast is coming out. What? Oh That's what Something like that? Who knows? But what about all you people that are listening right now? What do you think about the latest Pokemon news? Are you excited for the Diamond and Pearl remakes? Are you super excited for Legends Arceus? Do you think these games are going to bomb? Let us know in the Discord server. A link will be provided as always. Same to one of our Instagram page, at Geeks Crossing. Mm-hmm. And continue to support us wherever you're listening to us right now, whether it be on Anchor, Spotify, Apple uh, Podcasts, Google Play, or iHeartRadio. And be sure to tell your friends and family about us, especially those Pokemon fans in your life. Don't forget to follow CryptoLock Gaming's Nuclear Bacons and Carabite on Twitch. Trust me, you won't regret it. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, stay true to your geek selves. Woo.